the language of deceit notes and extracts the institution of learning perhaps it is best to approach this subject from an altogether different perspective where the unusual is usual we are challenged to think and this is perhaps an interesting place to begin. Is it not better to live a short life doing what you love and living to the fullest extent that you can than it is to have a long life doing things for a system that cannot feel the beat of your heart or see the sweat on your brow or know the worries within your mind? In the end, nobody wins the game of life, especially one with constant assessment, interruption and diversion. The greatest gift that can survive our limited lifetime on this planet is that the knowledge which you have learned gets passed on to the next generation so that they may continue to dream your dream or live their dream, or expand on humanity's collective dream to find or even rediscover its destiny. A destiny that fades from view every once in a while. Yet, personally, we all have a unique destiny and there is no single way, just as there are multitudes of possibilities and each one as beautiful and unimaginable as the next. Once you realize the infinite comprehension of the human mind and can visualize education not as a die cast but as a door of eternal hope and reason then we will have the strength to persevere and not fear of changes which grow out of the inevitable tomorrow. With this, we can constructively challenge any system face to face, shape it, make it our own, embrace it, build our own guerrilla curriculum for lifelong learning and never need to recoil. What becomes of you is what you envision, and the positive light that guides your life will serve as a beacon to others everywhere. If you are able to live an enlightened life, then you will have a higher probability of having a long successful life, doing what you love, and living to the fullest extent that you can. And you shall have no need of external systems that are soulless and spiritually unprofitable. Never be fooled by the intellectual disguise of compulsory schooling. For those with the time to do the research, the documentation exists far beyond reasonable doubt. 
though not always in the public domain, to reinforce the claim that the majority of our education systems have been subverted to the point where real learning, through true experimentation, inside of a controlled curriculum, is extremely rare. Few people are aware enough of history to fully understand the revision and the resulting division that has occurred. It is hard to forgive those who know not what they do when they take little time to expand their own breadth of knowledge outside of their own compartmentalized state of being. But humans are an ever so adaptive, stubborn and resourceful group of beings with a natural tendency to break illogical constructs built around them. And so pockets of natural learning, however isolated, do occur. But this is sadly far from enough. See the recent decline in innovation across Western society for a perfect example of this. To comprehend the challenge we face, let's examine the first mission statement written over 100 years ago of Rockefeller's General Education Board, as it is found in the document, Occasional Letter Number 1. In our dreams, people yield themselves with perfect docility to our molding hands. The present educational conventions, intellectual and character education, fade from our minds, and unhampered by tradition, we work our own goodwill upon a grateful and responsive folk. We shall not try to make these people or any of their children into philosophers or men of learning or men of science. We have not to raise up from among them authors, educators, poets, or men of letters. We shall not search for great artists, painters, musicians, nor lawyers, doctors, preachers, politicians, statesmen, of whom we have ample supply. The task we set before ourselves is very simple. We will organize children and teach them to do in a perfect way the things their fathers and mothers are doing in an imperfect way. Attributed to Reverend Frederick T. Gates, advisor to John D. Rockefeller, 1906. Perhaps this is why we do not find many schools that encourage children to explore beyond the bounds of their repetitive curriculums. Stop for a moment. Just think. Hold an idea in your mind, a simple concept, that if knowledge of the truth as it is reflected here is the first step to wisdom, then it is time to unshackle the chains and emancipate ourselves 
from this regulatory discipline of continued mental slavery. See how the brain is the prison where the bars are a far greater torture than any wall. Regardless of whether you agree and because opinions matter less than facts, ask yourself what you can do to expand the horizons of the world that surrounds you. Ask yourself what you can do to work for a better and brighter future with purposefully higher ideals and goals than those set by previous generations. Ask yourself, is there not real work to be done? To see better and to travel further, we must learn to stand on the shoulders of the giants who came before us so that we may better understand both the future that lies far ahead and the past that came long before us. The Language of Deceit Notes and Extracts <laughs>